Why avenge the world when you can instead defend it? You're listening to the Nerd on Mike commentary. I'm Jeremy Jones. Marvel and Netflix have wrapped up phase one of their joint partnership showcasing the street-level heroes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they did it in a fashion that mirrors Marvel's theatrical phase one with The Defenders. This first season is really the culmination of five seasons worth of content that stretches across these past few years. It brings together four unlikely heroes along with their friends and families to defeat an evil organization that dates back thousands of years. All in all, it's a good story. I love the characterization of Luke Cage and Matthew Murdock who struggle with their desire to help anyone in need. We still watch as Jessica Jones comes to terms with her feigned apathy for those around her, and we see Claire Temple taking on the role of Netflix's Phil Coulson as the thread that connects them all. There are more great supporting characters in this eight-episode event, and that is probably what makes this season so great. Relevant Magazine published an article praising the show's diversity, and I have to as well. There's a scene where the majority of the supporting cast is sitting in a police station, and you see how diverse the lineup is. Now, one of my issues with the entertainment industry is forced diversity where studios and editors are inserting and changing classic characters to make the product more diverse. One example would be Fox's recent Fantastic Four reboot. Now, this ensemble feels natural, which is what I love. But before I return to a soapbox, I'll direct the focus to something else I love about this series, which is how all these story threads have been seamlessly woven together. Well, almost seamlessly. There are still moments where the detective Misty Knight is used as a plot device in ways that feel out of place. I mean, just how much clout does she and her task force have? Putting that aside, we see threads primarily from Daredevil and Iron Fist pushing the narrative forward, with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones getting roped in for the ride. The story doesn't do much to redeem the character of Iron Fist Danny Rand. He's still an impulsive, spoiled brat, but at least it's nice to see him contrasted with the likes of Luke Cage. Another issue that should be mentioned centers around the lack of fellow street-level superhero Spider-Man. Now, on that note, I, I am kidding. Well, mostly. The only other thing I really like to pick fun at is the predictability of the dialogue in this and even some of the plot devices. I caught myself multiple times guessing what the characters would say before they even said it and figured out how a plot point would be achieved before it got punched. Beyond that, I don't have a lot of hate for this show in my initial commentary. I'd love more episodes, but I wouldn't want the narrative to be stretched out simply to accommodate a higher episode count. I'd rather keep the tight narrative we saw. It'd also be fun to see more done with Luke Cage and his harem of ladies. From Jessica Jones to Misty Knight to Claire Temple, he's been drinking a lot of coffee and no one seems that surprised or concerned about it. Now, maybe they're ignoring love triangles, considering they've also avoided Matt Murdock having dealings with Claire, Karen, and Elektra as a romantic interest. I suppose that could be another refreshing aspect of this series and the series that preceded it, considering how often the trope is used in other shows. 
At the same time, I don't think it'd be morally right to not show the potential downfalls of having a plethora of love interests, especially in a society that seems to be moving further and further away from promoting healthy, monogamous relationships. All around, the Defenders did a great job of uniting four unlikely companions and set them all up for future seasons of their respective shows. I am looking forward to seeing them all, and also the upcoming Punisher series that should be debuting later this fall. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Nerd on Mic Commentary. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Jones.